Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we're going to talk with Chris Thomas, who is sort of the dean of state elections directors, the longest-serving state elections director in the country. He's retiring. We're going to talk to him about the influence of dark money on Michigan politics, something that has been on his mind for a long time, something he's very concerned about, and something that uh, we have been sort of focused on for a little bit in this state. Uh, Lots of debate about how we ought to regulate dark money, uh, how we ought to make sure that more of it is is transparent. Chris Thomas is one of the most robust thinkers on this subject in the state, so it'll be great to talk with him about that and to wish him well, of course, in his retirement. But up first, last week, a fisherman caught a live Asian carp in waterways that were just nine miles away from the entrance to Lake Michigan in Illinois. That may sound like a good distance away, but the large fish was found beyond electric barriers that are meant to keep the invasive species away from the Great Lakes. The carp have been slowly but surely working their way closer and closer to Lake Michigan, leaving many ecologists and lawmakers worried that the introduction of the species into the Great Lakes would devastate our multi-billion dollar economy that surrounds fishing and recreation. And many officials are frustrated with inaction at the federal level to create an impenetrable barrier between the carp and the Great Lakes. One of those officials is John Prost. He is Republican state senator from St. Joseph in southwest Michigan, and he joins us now to talk about Asian carp. Senator Prost, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, great to be with you, Stephen. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Uh, I, I, in our meeting yesterday talking about today's show, I said, you know, we've been talking about Asian carp, it, it seems like, for about a decade or so, this threat, this looming threat of them getting into the waterways and really disrupting the ecology of those waterways, which I think everybody admits would be pretty devastating given, given our dependence on those on those waterways, both for fishing and, and recreation. Um but 10 years is a long time to sort of hold a threat out there and say, if we don't do something, this is going to happen. If we don't do something, this is going to happen. Give us a sense of how imminent a threat this is and why we have been able so far to avoid having to deal with it on a, on a big scale. Well, invasive species overall is something, Stephen, that we've dealt with in the, in the Great Lakes and actually throughout the state of Michigan amongst many different species, many different plant life, uh, and, and different invasive species that have come into the Great Lakes. The Asian carp, though, is, is an altogether more dangerous invasive species because of what it can do to the entire ecosystem. It, it has such a voracious appetite, has no natural predators, and in essence eats all of the, the feedstock that is necessary to grow the sport fish and the commercial fish that the lake, the Great Lakes really depends upon. And I say Great Lakes as a whole because while we're talking about this in Illinois, coming up through the Mississippi River into the Chicago waterway system, that connects to Lake Michigan. And as it reaches Lake Michigan, there is no stopping it in the rest of the five Great Lakes that are all interconnected. Right. That would be absolutely devastating to a $7 billion industry. And you're right. We've been talking about this for, for over a decade. We've known it's been coming. And the federal government hasn't taken the action in spite of all of the members of Congress working cooperatively together, Republicans and Democrats in the Great Lakes states, except for Illinois, 
to say that we need to shut these locks and shut them out from the Great Lakes. Yeah. Uh, and, and shutting the locks, though, is something that would have another kind of effect. I mean, the, the, the pushback on the other side involves the consequences of that, correct? That's correct. And, and certainly that is a commercial viaduct, if you will, between the Great Lakes shipping industries and the Mississippi River, which is a thoroughfare of huge proportions that really does keep Michigan's economy uh, as a part of that overall U.S. economy running. I don't doubt that that's a problem, but i got to tell you, to lose an entire ecosystem, to lose an entire uh, industry, a $7 billion impact on the state of Michigan. So what we've called upon the, the federal government to do is, is to work with the Department of, of Interior, the Corps of Engineers, to, to finally come up with a plan that keeps the locks open, if that's what you have to do, but it's clear the electronic barriers are not working. The Chicago waterway systems need to find a better way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is State Senator John Pross, a Republican from St. Joseph in southwest Michigan. We're talking about Asian carp, the invasive species that was just found in waterways nine miles away from the entrance to Lake Michigan in Illinois. We've been talking for a decade or so about the possibility of Asian carp showing up in the Great Lakes, what effect that would have on recreation and fishing, how it would change the ecology of the waters. There is always this uh, this idea that uh, Asian carp could end up in the Great Lakes if we don't do the right things. Federal government has done some things, has uh, resisted doing others. Now the Donald Trump administration is talking about cutting some of the funding for uh, the for the efforts to keep Asian carp out of places like uh, the Great Lakes. What do you think about that? Uh, talk about what effect you think Asian carp would have on your life on the Great Lakes, the things that you do, the things that you like to do. Uh, how worried should we be about this issue? And would you like to see the federal government come up with a permanent solution to keep the carp, which are moving up the Mississippi toward uh, the Great Lakes. Uh, would you like to see them come up with that uh, permanent solution so that we're not talking about this every year? 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also call, go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work your comments uh, into into the conversation. Uh, uh, State Senator uh, Pros, uh, talk about where we are with this this debate with the federal government about funding for abatement of Asian carp. Uh, there was some news about this earlier this spring. I haven't heard a whole lot about it in, in recent weeks. Yeah, you bet. So, Stephen, what, what happened was the, the Trump administration put out their budget. Their budget included some pretty significant cuts uh, to the Great Lakes restoration projects that the Obama administration had supported. Right. Uh, Republicans and Democrats in Congress, House and Senate alike, have worked cooperatively together. My Congressman Fred Upton has led the charge in the House of Representatives with Congressman Bill Heisinger and others to ensure that, that we have the funding necessary to keep the Great Lakes restoration projects moving forward. It's within that budget line that you see funding for Great Lakes uh, uh, invasive species uh, eradication or mitigation. And that's ultimately where the money for Asian carp would come from. But there's another line item that we need to talk about, and that's the Corps of Engineers. The Corps of Engineers has the, the responsibility for the management of the lock system uh-huh. in the Chicago Waterway Authority. That's where we really want to see the effect immediately to try to stop the Asian carp from reaching the Great Lakes, where my southwest Michigan district would be the first place to see that impact. 
Yeah. Uh, talk about uh, how this looks from your district, uh, which is in the sort of geographic opposite of uh, where we are in southeast Michigan there in southwest, southwest Michigan. You guys are sort of on the front lines of this. Is this something that uh, your constituents are talking a lot about? Are they in your ear a lot about uh, about making sure that this, uh, this, this doesn't go sideways on us? Absolutely. You know, the, the fishing industry in southwest Michigan and all of our ports, both recreational ports as well as the ports that we have that are that are commercial ports, have recreational fishing industries that, that leave for sport fishing tours and so forth all the time, as well as commercial fishing. All of our fishermen are very, very concerned about it. They know that this is going to be a devastating impact on, on the salmon, and, uh, um, on the lake trout, uh, on all of the different uh, sport fish that are fantastic, the king king salmon, the cohos, but I tell you what, they are all very, very concerned about the Asian carp getting in and really decimating that sport fishing industry that is indigenous to the state of Michigan. Um, I'm hopeful that the federal government gets about the business of listening to our members of Congress who are working all together to try to solve that problem. Yeah. Uh, uh, Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the Facebook Put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag us, and uh, we'll work your comments into the conversation. Mary on Facebook says, as long as we live under this system that puts money first before the living, we are not going to find true solutions. It's time to recognize that our environment is alive, has inherent value, and the right to be protected, truly protected. Mary, thank you very much for that comment. Let's go to Anna in Detroit. Anna, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, thanks hey. for having me. Sure, go ahead. Um, I just want to say, so I am currently um, staring at my graduation date. I'm getting a PhD, and I study uh, zebra mussels, which are another um, invasive. Another invasive species. species. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and I just want to say, like, having been studying invasive species in the Great Lakes for, you know, four years now, um, it's really clear that the only, the, the best way to not have invasive species in our Great Lakes is to prevent them because once they're here, the longer the longer that they're in the Great Lakes, the harder it becomes to control or even manage them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it might not, I just feel like our short-term economic anxieties about closing the Chicago Canal are re- really getting in the way of successfully preventing uh, Asian carp from entering the Great Lakes. And if they come in, it's it's just going to be devastating. I mean, we already have so many devastating invasive species here. We don't need another one. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at these these videos on YouTube of of people in boats in the Mississippi on the Mississippi River with you know baseball bats uh, whacking at these fish who are you know jumping up out of the water and sometimes into the boat. I mean, it, it certainly it certainly suggests that this would be a different kind of invasion even than we've seen before but you're right it's not it's not the first and and we we have not historically made the kind of decisions to prevent this thing from happening happening uh, and and then we end up on our heels trying to push back uh John Pros talk about t- talk a little more about this tension between commerce and ecology i mean that, that does seem to be at the root of this, that's what uh, Mary was uh, talking about on Facebook, and and what Anna there was uh, was just pointing out. We don't seem to have our priorities straight uh, entirely with with regard to that stuff. No, I think I think you're right, Stephen, and I think both of the individuals that you've spoken to, both uh, on Facebook message as well as live right now, 
point out the real tension that does exist. Of course, the Obama administration, remember, he was a senator from Illinois before he became our president. Mm-hmm. And so he certainly had an interest in keeping the Great Lakes, uh, um, in this case, the Great Lakes waterway that connects the Chicago waterway. It's a huge commercial uh, viaduct, if you will, that, that, that connects the Mississippi to the Great Lakes shipping industry and all of the different products that are built and, and so forth, um, raw products and otherwise that are built in the Chicago land area. So I understand the, the economies of it. But as your caller just pointed out, once the invasive species is in the state of, or rather in Lake Michigan, that, in, that means all of the Great Lakes, all five Great Lakes, 20% of the fresh water in the, in the, in the, in the world contained in that water basin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to make sure that we, we keep out what we can. And that's ultimately what this is about. We can see it. We know it's happening. It's a slow motion disaster that we're allowing to happen right before our eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Kathy and Huntington Woods. Kathy, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, thank you for having me on, Stephen. Sure. Thank you for um, addressing this issue. I also want to thank um, John Prouse for the work that he's doing to keep the Asian carp out. Um, I wanted to mention that there is a organization um, in Detroit called All Hands on Deck. It's Great Lakes, or, I'm sorry, it's grassroots all-volunteer organization that is working to connect people who are concerned about the Great Lakes water issues with politicians and environmentalists so that we can work together to look at the different solutions that we have in place and move some of the, these policies forward. Uh, that- um, Asian carp is only one of a multitude of issues that are facing the Great Lakes right now. And we want to make sure that, um, that we keep the lakes clean and that we keep sure. the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative in place so that yeah. they're funded. Yeah. Uh, Kathy, uh, thanks very much for the call and, and the comments there. Uh, uh, John Pross, I want to ask you a question about about the Trump administration. I mean, uh, this this idea that you'd cut off the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative is there is there something at work in the Republican Party that um, that that is skeptical of the role that government ought to play in conserving the environment? I mean, historically, conservation was a big part of the Republican Party. Many of the the, the largest conservation movements and 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 government policies in history, in fact, came out of Republican administrations. This one and and several recent ones seem more, again, more skeptical of uh, of that. Is this something that that you guys have to address inside inside the party? Well, I think it's always important to 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 bring new legislators up to speed, particularly those legislators uh, that are on the coast that may not have the same understanding of the importance of fresh water in the Great Lakes Basin, may not have the understanding of what the impact would be for invasive species, like what we're talking about with Asian carp coming up the Chicago waterway system through the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's always important that legislators in their regions help to train the other legislators in other parts of the nation. Uh, for us in the Great Lakes, we understand it well. We're cooperatively working together, Republicans and Democrats. This is not a partisan issue. I mean, this is an environmental issue that has devastating consequences if we don't address it. Um, it certainly isn't a platform issue at the Republican National Committee level right. uh, that somehow we wouldn't be involved in, in good public policy surrounding the environmental concerns in our nation. So I, I think it's just a matter of these regional efforts to continue to point out the necessity of of funding and, and operating good environmental stewardship. Well, and if you think of the recent uh, pro-business 
bent of the Re- Republican Party, and by recent I mean in the last three or four decades, that is what perhaps is bringing the party in conflict with this idea of, of conservation. In other words, you've got businesses who say, I, I, I've got to be able to do these things in order to keep the bottom line healthy, uh, and the environment has got to be a secondary concern to that. Uh, uh, talk about how, as a Republican, you are able to balance those things in your mind. Well, I think when you look at my Southwest Michigan district, we, we do it all the time. We have farmers that are uh, the first conservationists. Our agricultural industries are huge in Southwest Michigan. You know, the, the cherry season is just underway for us. The International Cherry Pit Spit Contest is next week, in case you're wondering, uh, here <laughs> right. in Eau Claire. Uh, I mean, these are big issues in Southwest Michigan. And so farmers recognize that if they have setbacks that help to, to create the kind of wetlands that drain into our uh, tributaries um, so that, that whatever chemicals they may be using in their natural product uh, or production, uh, it, these are all kind of conservation areas and ways that we can continue to do good work. It makes good business sense to be environmentally friendly. I mean, that's the ultimate point. Right. It makes good business sense. And, and frankly, consumers are asking to have good, clean product when it comes to their table in the agricultural industry. So I think the two can be married together without any problem. Yeah. Uh, What's your sense of the prospect of saving the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative that you point out is uh, is at risk uh, in the in the Trump budget, uh, as you said, all of the members of our congressional delegation, Republican or Democrat, have come together to say this is not acceptable. Uh, my concern is that by zeroing it out in the budget, uh, we'll consider it a win if we get back half of what they had before, which of course is not any sort of win. Uh, we need to at least maintain what we had and probably. Put more on it. How do you how do you see that unfolding? Well, fortunately, it wasn't a complete zeroing out. It was a reduction, and it was a reduction that was unacceptable to the members of Congress, like Congressman Upton, my 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 former boss, and and Congressman myself in my district. I know Congressman Heisinger is on board then too. So when you look at uh, the the conversation, I think it's a matter of getting the Trump administration to understand the differences. And, um, I think the big deal is is when you look at California, for example, California has. It's needs and wants, as you might imagine, but mm-hmm. they've got, what, some 57, 58 members of Congress. Sure. You know, we have 14 members of Congress. Um, it makes for a challenge for us to get our voices heard, which is why the Great Lakes Caucus or region itself, the states that surround the All Great Lakes. All of the states, right, yeah. Exactly. And the provinces in Canada need to work cooperatively together with our Michigan members in the House and Senate to do so. Yeah. Uh, talk about uh, what role Governor Snyder has played in all of this and what role he's playing right now in, in trying to to get this uh, this issue addressed. Well, he's certainly been an advocate for the Great Lakes, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's continued to fund resources through the Department of Environmental Quality and the budget that we passed last week uh, that helped to provide some Michigan supports towards the Great Lakes. And then ultimately, it's his voice that needs to be coordinated with the governors in the Great Lakes region to ensure that the Trump administration knows just how important this ecosystem is and how important our Great Lakes water is. And yeah. hopefully that, that voice is loud enough uh, to restore the cuts that were envisioned in the in the Trump budget. Right. Now let's go to Corey on the North End. Corey, welcome to Detroit hey. today. Good morning, guys. Yep. Hey, how are you? I think it's really important that we, um, or as a member, you, you need to start public discourse over this. That, you know, every year that this has been going on, they're just getting closer and closer and closer, <laughs> and everybody just wants to talk about how they're getting closer, but... Um, 
you know, we get one step forward in one administration, we get another step back in another end. Um, I guess my question is, is that have you ever sat down with the beneficiaries, you know, the shipping and cargo industry, industry with the industries of people that are going to be greatly affected by this, like you were saying, the recreational fishing and the tourism industry even? Uh, great question, Corey. Uh, thank you very much for the call. Uh, Senator Prost, go ahead. Yeah, you know, that that is a good question. Um, one of the things that, that unfortunately, that in the state of Michigan, and, and my calls by resolution, not once, twice, but five or six times now for the last decade, I've been calling for the federal government to engage in this question. Uh, we don't have jurisdiction with the Army Corps of Engineers who runs the Great Lakes Water Authority and the system itself, the locks that connect the Great Lakes to the Chicago Waterway. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one problem that we have with it. The second problem is, is that it's a conversation that really must happen between these federal entities because interstate commerce is, in fact, a federal requirement or a federal responsibility. We can manage our intrastate, anything that happens within the borders of the state of Michigan through our legislative work, and we do every day. Uh, that's why we continue to call upon the, the, the forces at the federal level to get, get about this business of sitting down to solve this problem. I, you know, we have a lot of smart people, and I think that's the underlying point of your question. A lot of smart people that should be able to understand the impact yes. and be able to find solutions to the, to the impact that is, that is imminent at this point. Okay, Senator John Pruss, uh, Republican from St. Joseph in Southwest Michigan. Thanks very much for being with us on Detroit Today. Great to be with you today, Stephen. Thank you. We'll continue to follow that uh, story and maybe get back in touch with you a little later about it. Up next, what is so-called dark money and how is it affecting our elections here in Michigan? I'm going to talk with retiring Michigan Elections Director Chris Thomas, the longest-serving state elections director in the country. He's got a lot of thoughts on this subject. We'll want to hear from you, too. 313-577-1019. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Thank you.